Hi everyone, I'm Coach Megan. And I'm Coach Allie. And this is the 47th time we've recorded this intro. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about communication styles. And a lot of times people think that Allie and I are very similar because we're sisters and we sound the same on the podcast. So we'll try and elaborate on who's talking. But today we really wanted to talk about the differences uh, between our personalities and how that might relate to you is you might be working with very different people than you in a pageant. Um, or in the workplace, and almost every day we hear from somebody, oh my gosh, there's just this one girl, and she just annoys the crap out of me, and she does this at a pageant. So we hope that talking about our own personal relationship, uh, we know we work together all the time, we're best friends, we talk all the time, how to not get sick of them, how to just over-communicate and set expectations so that you can live peacefully amongst somebody with a really different personality, and we're pumped to tell you about that today. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to your Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Allie. I'm Coach Megan still. Nothing's changed the last time. (laughs) (laughs) And we are excited to talk to you guys more about communication, problem solving through issues, and a little bit more about our Swanson sister relationship. So Meg, I kind of want to start by just explaining our personalities and really our work styles because some people listening probably know what that is and some don't. But why did you call me Meg? I don't know, because I do that. (laughs) I used to hate that. But now you don't. Uh, Moving on. Megan. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Anyways, describe your personality and your workflow, and then I'll talk about how mine's a little bit different than yours. That's a lot. I'm going to start with workflow, because everyone knows my personality, but we'll go over it. So I am um, a visionary, much more than an executor. Allie is an executor. Um, she's somebody who is amazing with tasks, but I'll let you talk about that. Um, I can tell you exactly you know, what my life is going to look like in the next 365 days, at least according to me, and um, <laughs> what, what I'd like for my life to look like in the next five years, 10 years. Um, God just gave me a vision brain, and sometimes that can create contention because when you have a visionary and an executor, or an integrator in the same room, um, first of all, you need each other for humongous reasons in the workplace because otherwise nothing would get done if you only had me. And um, then someone like me is able to push an integrator kind of beyond their bounds and to not have to have everything so A, B, C, D, E, F, G all the time. Um, if you gave me like alphabet soup, I'd be like, wow, this makes sense to me. And if you gave that to Allie, she'd have a very different reaction. Um, <laughs> although I will say that you're a unique integrator and you definitely have some vision in you as well. Uh, but one of the things that I've learned in my almost six years of business now, which, you know, five, five and a half of those were all by myself, um, is is you learn how to have to take on and put on other hats. If I was just a visionary, I think sometimes we allow our personalities to be a crutch that we use to, not, to like, be a reason why we don't have to grow. Mm-hmm. And if I was just to say, oh, well, I'm an Enneagram 8, so therefore I don't have to be you know, empathetic. That'd be ridiculous, Mm -hmm. right? And I would cut off a massive amount of how I could actually have a a really amazing influence with people, for people, coaching them, all these different things, um, if I were just to kind of limit myself because of who I believe that I was created to be. So I have had to learn how to be an integrator, learn how to be administrative. And also when you kind of um, humble yourself and are willing to do the things that are outside of your genius zone, which if you're building anything and if you're listening and you're wanting to build a business or, you know, taking that next step where something's outside of your comfort zone, you really learn how to have an appreciation for people that are different than you when you have to do it for so long for yourself. So, you know, even in the past four or five months since Allie's been working full time for Powerhouse, which I'm so glad to have her, um, 
I feel like, and hopefully you wouldn't disagree with this, but I, I know that I have way more patience, even though sometimes I'm still impatient because it's outside of my genius zone, but I have a lot more patience and understanding for just different things outside of the realm of my visionary brain because I had to, I, I used to have to do it myself. And so I'm definitely a visionary um, and we'll get into personality in a little bit, in a little bit, but Allie, tell us about you. Yeah, I'm definitely more of an integrator. Um, yep. And that doesn't mean that I don't dream, like Megan was saying. We, we both come from a pretty creative family, and our parents' slogan was always, like, dream big and shoot for the moon, essentially. Um, but I get stuck in the admin process of trying to figure out how everything's going to work before I can take a first step, and maybe yes. some of you can relate to that. So I think... <laughs> I uh, do not. Like, I literally, <laughs> last night, was working in one of my planners, and I'm, okay, Loki's so proud of myself for actually journaling, journaling last night. If Good you guys job. know, Megan's literally snapping right now. If you know anything about me, I literally hate journaling because it's not perfect and the spacing is wrong and my handwriting's terrible and I'm constantly analyzing like how I'm journaling as I'm journaling, even though I know it's good for me. Um, but anyways, I, I love dreaming and thinking about the future and having really, really big goals. I love goal setting. I actually got my master's degree in executive coaching, which is like perfecting goal setting and more of a, an, an operational standpoint and, and more for like executives too. But I love goal setting in my life and having having these huge dreams but it's difficult for me to sometimes take this the first step forward and really take an action step because i feel like i need to have this perfect plan mm-hmm. of how everything's going to fit together before i even take one step or do something and part of that is because i'm a little bit afraid to fail and that's just me being honest and um i've learned that as i've had to step out in these different avenues and grown in myself but for me and megan together it's a good balance because we can both gel well with oh yeah I have this idea or I have this vision and we're like okay great let's do it and Megan is like bull in a china shop of all right let's get started right now like woo let's just do everything things. is now yeah everything everything's like, let's do it now. like I already built out this funnel and I did five million things and I'm like okay but I'm gonna have to redo it because this isn't right and this isn't right <laughs> but like why did we why did we do this when we don't have a plan she's like but I already did it no we didn't like yeah. So I feel like she's running. I'm fire, ready, aim. You're you're, you're the, ready, aim, fire. the horse that's ready to go, and yeah. I'm the reins pulling you back a little bit, but we still f- end in yes. first place. And l- so, like, if you ever see a typo in one of our emails, that is me. <laughs> Hello. And it's I'm actually a very good speller. I'm a writer and love writing. But do I check it? No, that would take too long. Like, it needs to go out right now. <laughs> you can crank out, like, 16, 20, 30 pages I can. of copy. I can. But it does not get edited like because I made, you type in so fast. I made a whole funnel yesterday in an hour. Wanted, I wanted it to go live immediately. Did I need anybody else to check it? Irrelevant to me. <laughs> I'm like, let's do grammar, spell check, yep. spacing. Meanwhile, um, I was like, Allie, build, build out this email campaign. She's like, I've never done that. And I was like, okay, here's a five-minute trailer. Go. You know? But you And then we it. got it done. You yeah, it. it was great. So she's helped me to slow down to be like, I actually need to know how before you can just tell me to do it. And I was like, oh, weird. So um, kind of moving forward into the next thing, and then we'll talk about personalities. Yeah. That's something that that if you're a visionary um, or if you're somebody who loves to go fast, then I encourage you, again, maybe if you're building something, you're going to have to learn how to like get in the depths on your own. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're at work or maybe you are having to explain something to your little sister or your niece or nephew or just, you know, whatever. Something that has to make you slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that really helped me was to understand that it wasn't that somebody didn't want to run with my vision um, or wasn't proud of me or didn't believe in me. It was that, like, Allie's brain is God-given to be extremely linear and mine is not. And so for me... 
I had to learn that just because I had thought it didn't mean that I had communicated it. Mm. And that's really good for anybody. That's good for integrators too. But I had to learn that it, and they, they say, um, people only, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it said that your employees will only absorb 33% of even how you communicated at yeah. your best. Yeah. So if you take that for, again, any arena of your life, relationships, the, the workplace, pageants, whatever, you think about, I actually need to communicate 300% more if I want them to be at me level before mm-hmm. I can actually delegate something. Um, and so that's been it. That I've just, tr- I try to, I don't always succeed, but I, I try to keep that in mind that, okay, Allie's not being slow or, or whatever. I am a crazy person on the inside that lives at 500 miles an hour and I'm grateful that that's not necessarily the speed that she runs at because we would not be as successful if there was two of me and and that's so good too and I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was thinking about this the other day and um I love lists and I love categorizing things because it's so in my mind um it's easy for someone to digest the information you're communicating to them Mm -hmm. and that's why whenever we do you know paperwork sessions or like I am getting ready to speak at a school or or whatever it is Mm -hmm. I'm like okay what is a a bite-sized piece of everything that I want to say that I can give as a little nugget for them to remember mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right. They're not going to remember everything that you say. Mm-hmm. And even like, I think of our meetings sometimes together, Megan will go off on a tangent of like, blah, 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 like all these things all at once of like, I'm so excited. Blah, 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 and I'm like in my head, inner like, dialogue so back to the agenda. And I'm like, where's that Google doc again? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, She's like, do you realize we made a Google doc for a reason? And I'm like, irrelevant to me. Just take notes as I talk. But the takeaway, the takeaway of this is that both are okay. Both are important and it's okay to be made your certain way. And Mm -hmm. I I hope that this is beneficial to people listening because a lot of times we find ourselves in life in either boat. And like I've been, even though my natural bent is more admin side, I've been in a stage where I'm in ideation mode and I feel like I'm just word vomiting almost. And I feel like Megan's been in the other point too. So mm-hmm. whether you're yeah, applying like yesterday, this, building a whole funnel, like yeah. that's major integrator mode. Yeah. yeah. Whether you're applying this to your pageant prep, whether you're applying this to communicating to somebody at work, I think it's healthy to understand your natural bent and kind of aware of where you're at in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then what you need to communicate and how you're communicating as well, because mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're so ingrained and have your your heels dug in deep of your way is the only correct way, it can cause conflict. 100%. And that's the thing. If you want to be a dynamite leader, you're going to have to learn how to die to yourself. Um, I was listening to a sermon this morning that said, basically, for all intents and purposes, something that's, uh, something that's dead can't feel pain. Something mm-hmm. that's dead can't feel hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are, you know, and, and not that hurt isn't valid, like your emotions are valid. Uh, you know, you've listened to the podcast, so you know pretty much my entire life at this point. And, but, but at the same time, if you're repeatedly getting offended over something everywhere you go and mm. you move states and you still have the same problems in your pageant prep, or you move relationships and you still have the same problems in your relationship, the common denominator there is you. And, um, mm. I, and so dead things can't feel pain. And I've, I've really just tried to adopt that in my life where I'm like, okay, am I continuously getting offended or am I continuously feeling low? Okay, if I am, then how do I need to check myself in terms of like, am I walking through a dry season? Um, is, this, is this because I'm, you know, processing through 
a, a bad financial moment or a bad relationship moment or a bad familial thing that's happened, but yeah. like really honoring the fact that you have to take a step back and look at the global picture of what's mm-hmm. going on before you just start shooting, shooting blame arrows at everybody else is a sign of maturity. And if you can learn to, and, and I always think too, and I'd love to go into personality and then also how um, personalities affect even your closest relationships being spousal relationships and boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, you know, whatever. Um, in addition to the workplace. But I think that a sign of a, a mature person is that it's it's harder and harder to identify what their personality is because mm-hmm. they have worked on those weaknesses. They have worked on, like the other day, my therapist told me, um, she's like, you are one of the most empathetic people I've ever met in my life. And I almost broke down crying because A, a couple of years ago, that's something that I asked the Lord for. And I said, hey God, I really want you to heal my heart and make me have such a love for people because you can't have authority over what you don't love. Awesome. That I want to I want to be a strong A. I want to be a trailblazer in the way that you created me. But at the same time, I want to be somebody that kneels down and prays for people. And you know, now I can't even walk through a grocery store without crying because I see an old person and they're in their cute little jeans just pushing a shopping cart and I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the floor, you know, just like totally undone because the Lord's given me such a compassion for people. So God can do that in your in your heart too. And so a great practice maybe even, even listening to this podcast today is just to take that to the Lord and say, God, how do you want to continue to refine my personality? What, mm-hmm. what, more, yeah. what more work needs to be done? And if you always start with you, you're going to see yourself surprised by the rooms that you find yourself in, the people that you find yourself around and the, and the things that you see yourself accomplishing because your gift will make a place for you and wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. And a practical sense of applying what Megan was talking about too is think back to the pageants that you've competed in or maybe the interviews that you've been a part of. What is the personality type that kind of grinds your gears or mm-hmm. that really just like gets you? And you might not understand why, but it's really good to look internally as far as why you are having that emotion and what is it bringing out of you, especially if it's bringing out something um, ugly or you feel like you become an irritated uh, ang- anxious filled version of yourself, it, you can kind of look intrinsically and say, why, why is this type of personality type bringing this emotion out of me? Is mm-hmm. it because now I feel more insecure? Is it because now I'm afraid? Mm-hmm. Is it because now people don't like me? And it, there's power in that awareness level. Um, and I think that's something you can translate to your workplace, to pageants, to family, because we mm-hmm. don't all have the same personality types to relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah, 100%. So because we promised this, we'll go quickly over our personalities and how they differ, how they potentially clash, and how we have navigated through those things. Because even though we're best friends, you know, 20 months apart, sisters, all these different things, um, we are very, very different. Yeah. And um, and part of – and one of the – again, the signs of a leader is somebody that can – appreciate learn to appreciate the differences in somebody because you see how at their healthiest they are strengths and then also what I love about the Enneagram as I've said before is that it provides a a pathway to someone's heart that can be really destructive or it can be a pathway to someone's heart to love them way better and understand them so I really have tried to take the approach to um you know, be able to, to A, like make fun of myself for the things that yeah. I, I think, you know, and you can always tell the difference between somebody like self-deprecating because they're super, Insecure they carry anxious or energy yeah. or somebody that's like legit, like, oh, I, I know that I walk into a room and bulldoze everything. So now <laughs> like when I'm aware of that, I can mitigate that. And when I'm aware of that, Allie can say that either in a loving way and say, hey, Meg, like, 
I love you so much. And like she talking about triggers, you have done both, right? Where you have seen how when you when you don't approach it with empathy and love, knowing that that's my greatest trigger. I was just gonna say that. I yeah. am like, like I will cry in two seconds. Yeah. I start second guessing everything, and you will see me turn into the opposite of the strong, powerful eight yeah. that God made me to be. Like if she comes in and she's like, "Hey, you really embarrassed yourself when you said that, and you really embarrassed me." I'm so protective that I, I'm gonna, I could cry like thinking about it right mm-hmm. now, literally. But if she came with love, knowing that. I have such a heart and a care for people that if I maybe said something out of turn, she needs to wrap a lot of love around that Mm -hmm. or else I'm going to feel betrayed like immediately and feel like I need to go fix everything because I feel out of control. And when an eight is out of control, all my weird, weird, all my alarm bells are going off. Yeah. Whereas like for me, like if somebody gives me a task or a task and then like ends up doing it for me or, or changing something last minute and I feel like I'm not in control or like they don't believe that I can do it anymore and like they don't believe in my skills, I totally break down and I'm like, well why like why why mm-hmm. did you even tell me to do this or I feel out of control and I, I used like, to do that I feel like you I've don't want me her. anymore I feel like I'm not worthy to do this in mm-hmm. uh, in my personality type I'm a three wing two um I used to be an ENTJ in that like what's that 16 personalities or mm-hmm. whatever that basis Myers-Briggs. is but now I'm a I think I'm an ESJ now ESF no EN I used to be an ENTJ ENSJ now yeah um, yep. And the I've, J is the admin in her and I'm a P, which is like, yeah, not yeah. admin. Um, and, and so in a nutshell, it's really, it's really important to know that about yourself because then when that anxiety comes and it's going to come in life, mm-hmm. you cannot control external factors. You can't control other people's decisions. You can't control the world. You can't control other employees. You can't control other pageant contestants. And so when that emotion is coming up inside of you and you're feeling anxious, you're feeling fearful, you're feeling shame, you're feeling anger, if you know what your natural bent is, it's healthy to identify then the source Mm -hmm. and say, okay, that's something externally that I can't control, so I'm still okay. I'm Mm -hmm. safe. And you can have a strategy or a tactic in your life to unwind and and really um, digest the information internally and and do what you got to do to get back to kind of home base. Mm -hmm. Um, So for us, I know, I know what I do when I'm stressed or annoyed or I'm feeling that anxiety, but it's really helped me to have um, a process that I go through either when, you know, you inevitably or I inevitably make you feel that way just because that's what happens when you work with somebody. Um, I, um, I am an internal processor. Um, When it comes to conflict, I need to take some time before I speak my mind and address the issue. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like you might be a little bit the other way. Yeah, I'm, I'm an external processor. And kind of closing this out, because to be honest, I got to go get my oil changed in like <laughs> 10 minutes. So we can do a part two of this and y'all will enjoy this. Um, we can come back after lunch. So we'll, we'll do this in a two-part series because I think this will be really valuable for you guys. But I'm an eight dating an eight. So we're both external processors. Mm-hmm. We're both, we want to immediately resolve conflict. There's different kinds. Allie learned it in premarital counseling. Hedgehog and rhino. Hedgehog and rhino. So Landon and I are both rhinos for sure. I'm a hedgehog. Um, and Joe is a rhino. rhino. Yeah. So in part of Joe is my husband. <laughs> Joe is your husband, Mr. Mancuso. Love it. So, Mr. Mancuso. Yep. Right? Not Zoe. Still learning how to say my last name. Still learning, okay. always. Um, so, yeah. And so, I think even just learning with your your partner and learning mm-hmm. with uh, the people that work closest to you, even even coworkers, family members, we've grown a lot in this in the Swanson yeah. family yeah. since having in-laws um, on, you know, just in the clan. Um, it's been extremely helpful because then you know 
when you love somebody, you shouldn't want to poke their buttons. You shouldn't want to like poke all their triggers. You should want to love them through and make them feel the safest so that they can have a pathway to growth. So often I think that we try and wrestle people to the ground when it comes to, I need you to grow and this pisses me off and like, I hate that you do this, but there's such a better way to do that where you can say, hey, I I know that this is Allie's trigger. So how do I need to like over communicate this with love and empathy and give her what she needs to where she feels like she can show up to communicate and and have a seat at the table. Um, And kind of lastly, and then I'll let you talk one more time too. Um, one of the greatest tactics that I've used that I've actually used in communication with Allie before as well is, um, uh, by Danny Silk, who I've talked about in the podcast before, who has loving on purpose, his mm-hmm. amazing book and amazing ministry. Um, and he talks about how you can come to the table and say, Hey, I know that we have a disagreement. We might walk out of here still disagreeing, but I want you to know that my goal today is connection. And if we can walk out still feeling connected between you and I, and, and either agreeing and finding a common ground of agreement or agreeing to disagree, I still want to be connected to you at the end. Because at the end of the day, when it's in a relationship, um, you know, like you're, you're building intimacy, you're building connection, you're building vulnerability. But when you don't feel connected, I know for myself, I can't come to the table. If I feel Mm -hmm. triggered, if I feel like you're just going to like sit there and bullet all these words at me, I have to feel safe. And so through the Enneagram and just through learning communication strategies, reading relationship books, things like that, it's really helped me even in business to know how to disarm somebody and then have a really fruitful conversation that can be over in five minutes rather than going around the horn because you didn't let a hedgehog take her time and you tried to wrestle him to the ground like a rhino Mm -hmm. you you got to give her time to unravel those thoughts and then she can come to the table in five minutes and get it over and done with because you're not triggering her by your very presence because doing it your way and not being empathetic to their the other person's way of doing it the validity of their way of doing it it devalues them Mm -hmm. and makes them feel um less of a human and and makes them feel like they can't bring their best to the conversation, Mm -hmm. which will then bring out the negative side of, you know, whatever their personality type is. So I think kind of closing this out, if you've never taken a personality test, which I don't know how you wouldn't if you've been listening to this podcast, but um, that's a great first place to start. Take the Enneagram test, take, you know, 16 personalities test, which I always feel like sounds like a psychological disorder or whatever that test, because like 16 personalities, whatever, but you only have one. Yeah, you only have one, but uh, well, hopefully, but um, (laughs) that's a great place to start. And then, you know, we can do another podcast on the relationship side of it too mm-hmm. later on to kind of dive deep but you could ask your, your partner in your life what their personality is and kind of talk about it it's a great conversation starter so totally oh my gosh that'd be so fun if we brought on landon and joe yeah i was literally thinking about that the other day so little teaser oh that'd be so fun dm us if you want my husband to come on he's a hoot and i don't know if he would but oh, if you want to see sassy. that he's got a big old beard and he's super sarcastic so Same. if you want a good old laugh same. It'll be good. Well, Same. hopefully this blessed you guys. Uh, you learned a little bit more about us and our communication strategies. And um, as always, if there's something that you guys want us to talk about, for, feel free to let us know in our DMs or uh, Facebook message us. And we're always here to help. And hopefully this blessed your life today. Awesome. With that, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much.